Hello and welcome to Hire Automation, a podcast by Hire Robotics. I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney. And today we're talking about how manufacturing facilities can use ASRS to amplify operations. Manufacturing facilities are adding automated storage and retrieval systems, or ASRS, at increasing rates to not only elevate their operations, but also enhance automated facility workflows. So in today's conversation, we are going to explore three key applications that successful manufacturing facilities are now using with ASRS to improve operational efficiencies and then how ASRS solutions integrate into larger facility automation. I'm pleased to bring on two great guests for this conversation. Will McGinnis is technical sales executive at High Robotics and Chris Kalora is vice president of operations and strategic partnerships at Chang Industrial. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Michelle. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Before we dive in, can I ask both of you to give us a brief bio so we learn a little bit more about who we are going to hear from? Of course. I'll, I'll start things off here, Michelle. Uh, so Will McInnes, I'm on the sales side of things, as you said, with High Robotics. Uh, I've been in the industry for about a year and a half now, coming over from the supply se- supply chain side of things, uh, working at an, uh, an operations role. So uh, excited for the change of pace. I'm located over here on the West Coast in San Francisco, California. And being this is my first podcast I've done, I went ahead, powdered my nose, got a new shirt from Banana Republic, and uh, extremely excited to uh, to be here talking about automation as it applies to manufacturing. Awesome. I'm honored. Your first podcast. So we're, we're happy to have you here again, Will. And what about you, Chris? Yeah, Chris Kalura with Chang Industrial. I oversee our operations and strategic partnerships, which is why I'm here today. Um, I appreciate the uh, entertaining intro by Will. And um, I've spent about 15 years in the industry. I've got um, most of my education and training in uh, design, build, project delivery. So now we're applying that to automation and robotics, which has been super exciting. Yeah. Speaking of super exciting, I want to start off with congratulating both of you on this partnership with High Robotics and then Chang Industrial. It's exciting news on that front. Can you start off with a quick overview of what this partnership means to the industry? From our end here at High Robotics, we feel very comfortable about the, the best of breed service that we provide on the ASRS side of things. Uh, we, we feel we've really established ourselves as a market leader and a, a subject matter expert uh, when it comes to storage and retrieval of various types of goods. Um, but oftentimes when we're looking at the end-to-end solution and what it truly means to service the end customer, uh, there are a few blind spots where we look for uh, talented, you know, exceptional integrator partnerships to uh, help fill in some of those gaps. So uh, we're very excited to uh, have this partnership with Chang Industrial, who are able to holistically look at a solution, uh, provide their expertise and unbiased opinions as to you know what sort of automation and process improvement is necessary before and after the steps that we're doing that storage of product into our own grid. And uh, you know, honestly, it makes us look good when they do a good job on the front and back end. And more importantly, it's uh, in the best interest of the end customer. So uh, everybody's a winner. Yeah, um, and I agree with everything Will said there. Um, as you know, we are an engineering company at heart at Chang Industrial, and uh, we typically start on the front end of things. We have an opportunity to, to be a trusted advisor and, and design company for uh, our customers. And so when we're looking for partners, we're pretty picky. Uh, we're looking for 
companies who offer emerging technologies that are different and disruptive. And so I, I believe with this partnership, not only are we going to see advances in the industries that we currently serve, but really complement each other in uh, the, our, our expertise and, and uh, focus areas. Let's talk about buffer systems. What are they? How do they play into larger facility automation? I'll speak from an example of manufacturing. Uh, a buffer system is really nothing more than temporary storage. So um, when when you're running a production line, a manufacturing system, you never want to starve the system. And there's several different ways to do that. Some of the more traditional would be floor storage, uh, racking systems, and uh, those are often serviced via just-in-time delivery. So when something is needed, it's called for and delivered. Um, but in what what we're exploring today and, and what we're seeing more of uh, is the high-density storage automated type solutions that are going to be offering a lot more um, credibility in terms of inventory management and uh, efficiencies as, as you're trying to run your operations. And, you know, Michelle, to, to comment on the floor storage piece, um, in a lot of the applications we've been designing to lately, we find that operators will have these buffer systems with floor storage where it's really only accessible by an individual. So there's very little automation going into it. Essentially, any of your racking bays have to be you know roughly six feet high so that an individual operator can actually pick that product off of it and place it to a point of conveyance where it's handled down the line at any sort of uh, line side machinery. Um, we find, though, that in these buffer systems, oftentimes they're in facilities that are up to 40 feet tall in, in terms of their clear height. So uh, there's a lot that's left on the table in terms of maximizing your total density for all of those uh, work in process or sub-assemblies that you would want to store in those buffer facilities. And it's a, it's a lot of management for an individual operator to be the ones to uh, find that product and, and be the one actually pulling it off the shelf. So uh, we find there's, there's a ton of opportunity in terms of just maximizing your verticality, getting more racking into the space, and, uh, and having it be handled um, you know, in, a, in a more automated, less manual fashion. Clearly, there are a lot of moving parts here in play. So let's talk about spare part fulfillment. We've heard the old adage that nothing lasts forever. So inevitably, the need for new parts will come into play. Can you give us a little more insight on how spare part fulfillment plays into larger facility automation and operations? Of course. And, you know, I'll, I'll take a stab at this one to start, Chris. Um when it comes to spare parts, I feel like when we were kind of coming into the market for automated storage and retrieval systems, uh, that's really been the, the low-hanging fruit for a lot of our manufacturing and customers. Uh, the main reason being is there's so many damn parts that you got to store in your facility. So uh, if we look at, say, an, an automotive company, uh, as an example, who has hundreds of, of complex products that have thousands of parts associated with each of those products, all of that has to get stored in a facility somewhere. And historically speaking, oftentimes, you know, these uh, washers or rivets, um, any sort of rod, whatever needs to be supported in uh, a, a potentially defective product that's hundreds of miles away outside of the distribution center uh, has to get stored in that centralized place. 
and it can get very difficult to manage all of those parts that are floating around the facility. So uh, historically speaking, you would throw those on some sort of pallet racking and you would bunch all of your spare parts together. It would be on some sort of manifest where it's documenting uh, exactly where all those parts are and kind of the general location. And if you needed, say, one specific part to, to service one of your distribution centers um, at some remote facility, you'd have to pull an entire pallet off, find that specific part, send those to whatever sort of packaging uh, center that you have, and send that out. Um, again, all of this is, is very manual. It's very difficult to visualize where your inventory is at. And so we found with ASRS is you're able to break things down a little bit in more of a case-by-case -case level, uh, potentially with divided totes and allowing you to store many different parts in individual totes. And you can pull those off in a more systematic manner and, uh, and more properly digitize your inventory so you can see exactly where all of your products are in case-by-case basis. And once you have depleted those totes and you've sent something out to, to ship out to one of your other locations, uh, in real time, that information is updated in whatever sort of inventory logs you're keeping within your warehouse management system. So, um, you know, we found in terms of uh, properly storing those spare parts and, and doing a better job of keeping track of things, it's really the best way to go moving forward. Yeah, I think uh, you covered a lot of ground there, Will, and stressed the importance and, and criticality of spare parts in general. Um, when we are doing space planning and, and um, even early on in the project, stakeholder engagement, um, our customer is not going to be the purchase the person who writes the purchase order. It's going to be the end users. And things such as spare parts are so critical to an operation, making sure that uptime is maintained. So um, finding a way to um, log, track, and identify where all of your parts are to uh, ensure that uptime is achieved is, is extremely important for an operation. So I think um, all of the things that we talked about in terms of buffer systems and, and the technology in general, applies to spare parts management and um, utilizing the storage in storage area in a more efficient manner uh, and and things such as an ASRS system can make great impacts to an operation. Many people associate ASRS with e-commerce and being limited to handling specific totes bins. We mentioned totes, but ASRS can also handle various sized items like washing machine drums, car tires, furniture parts, even trays, lower profile things, basically bulky, non-conforming products that we think of. So talk about aligning automation technology with your company's overall strategy and goals, because I would think there's really no one size fits all method for this. So can you give us more insight in that area? Most industries have some e-commerce element to them or something that can be compared to e-commerce. And oftentimes, at least myself, I think about e-commerce as Amazon fulfillment or next day delivery. But if you think about a hospital environment, for example, the supplies and the laundry and the garments could be fulfilled from something similar to an e-commerce um, uh, environment. So I think that that translates to a lot of different industries. When you talk about thinking outside the box, if you have a sound technology and good practices, that can be applicable, um, whether it's traditionally called e-commerce or not. And, you know, I, I would add there to Michelle, um, 
it, there's there's a lot of environments where we're seeing the needs of, of storage of products uh, evolve past kind of the the old-fashioned uh, ASRS storage that we've seen in the past. So, uh, you know, previously with with these storage and retrieval systems, it had to conform specifically to a predefined size tote, or there was very rigid requirements in terms of what your cardboard box could look like and and how that could be formed in order to to get it on the rack and be in a position where you could actually do any sort of automation onto it. So. Um, you know, I know there's there have been huge strides on the R&D uh, department for multiple different companies to really see how you can handle some of these uh, items that aren't going to fit so nicely in the box. Um, you know, whether it be larger or, or heavier or uh, just awkwardly cylindrically sized, um, there's, there's no shortage of different scenarios that we find ourselves running into uh, where we have to, you know, figure out some means of storing this product. So, um, that's that's kind of the, the big challenge that uh, we've seen ourselves running into and why it's great having other integrator partners come in and, and you know, provide their two cents and provide that holistic solution. But um, but essentially, that's that's going to be the move is looking at rather than just a flat based racking and a traditional storage uh, mechanism, you know, how we can use maybe cantilevered racking or or fork lifting technology uh, that we'd place onto our own retrieval carriages so that we can get a little bit more creative and ensure that a larger subset of the SKUs that a distribution or manufacturing facility is looking to handle is able to be properly managed and automated. We've covered a lot of ground here, but any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? I think to add to uh, what Will had laid out previously is uh, finding mixed solutions, um, whether it be different technologies or traditional solutions for a problem is is really important. And I, I think that is what our partnership embodies here is, is a mixed fleet and a mixed uh, flexible solution that we're going to be able to bring to the market. Couldn't agree more. And you know, again, I, I feel like sometimes we do find ourselves getting boxed in a little bit more in terms of kind of traditional solutions that we would find ourselves implementing. And, you know, having creative partners and being able to look more holistically at uh, different scenarios in a manufacturing environment uh, certainly has, has been incredibly valuable to us. And uh, again, we're super excited about the partnership here. A lot of information, tremendously valuable to our listeners. But if they have questions or would like additional information, where can they go? You know, from our end, uh, pretty straightforward, highrobotics.com. Uh, check us out. We've got some videos, case studies, uh, different product specifications that we're, we're happy for you to take a look at. And uh, if you have any questions related to those, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn or at will.mcginnis at highrobotics.com. Same from our end. So chengindustrial.com, check us out on LinkedIn. We're always posting new, exciting, fun stuff. It's it's a really exciting time in automation and robotics. So we try to keep our uh, audience engaged. And uh, email is ccalura at chengindustrial.com if you ever want to reach out directly. Will McGinnis, Technical Sales Executive at High Robotics, and Chris Kalora, Vice President of Operations and Strategic Partnerships at Chang Industrial. I want to thank both of you for being here. Exciting was mentioned, I think, more than once, and it really is an exciting partnership. So congratulations to both of you again with the two companies, and thank you again for your time here today. Thank you, Michelle. We really appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks so much. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Higher Automation. It is a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. I'm your host, Michelle Dalmuni. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to hear more engaging conversations like the one you heard today. We hope to see you on another podcast soon. Take care.